0: This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil.
2: The Red Sox snap a four-game slide by beating the Seattle Mariners 9-4 at Fenway Park tonight. Joe Weil with the here on Red Sox Review. We're taking you up to 11 p.m. here on WEI. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. The way the Red Sox won today, it's been the formula for a lot of this season. The offense coming through in a big way and then the bullpen doing what they've done for the most part this year, and that's pitching pretty well. The bullpen ends up going three and two-thirds innings, relieving Nick Pavetta, who got the win. We'll talk about his outing today, but the offense, 11 hits on nine runs, and after the way they had slumped over the last couple games, which of course happens over a 162 game baseball season, they scored a combined five runs over the last three games, all of which losses, but they exploded tonight with nine runs. They had four in the first inning, and sure, only two of those were earned, but swinging the bat, well, really all up and down the lineup, and a big win for the Red Sox to stop the bleeding. They're now 23-20 and overall in the season, and now they have a chance to go for the series victory uh, tomorrow against the Seattle Mariners. Lots to get to on Red Sox Review. We will continue to talk about the offense and the way they were able to bounce back today, but we'll also talk about the rotation. We'll examine Nick Pavetta's outing today and what that may mean for him moving forward, but before we do any of that, let's get to the Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, and hear what he has to say after tonight's win yeah I mean uh,
1: we've been we haven't hit the ball at the ballpark the last seven days or something you know and uh, well first thing first do put the pressure on the opposition right away he set the tempo for the game you know like um, um, but is behind to first safe then Massa hit the triple and JD uh, JT hit the ball in the air boom and we got three, so um, good job, you know, um, put some good at-bats. He's a good pitcher, and uh, we did an amazing job following off pitches and staying on the changeup. Uh, it seems like he changed the script, too. So that's something we have noticed since uh, that Sunday game in, uh, in Philly. So we have to make adjustments, get the ball up, hit the ball in the air, and, you know, good things happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been scuffling against lefties the last two weeks. So uh, we saw that against the Rangers. It's not that we were trying to set up the lineup that way. It's just this is what we have, you know. But uh, good game planning, staying on pitches. Um, you know, we hit the ball hard. Like I said, hit the ball in the air, and uh, we got rewarded. How uh, in the season, is, But was there, a, like, a, a little bit of a sense of urgency tonight just not for that thing? Nah, no, I, I don't, you know, I don't get caught up on all that stuff. Like I said, we were two innings away from not talking about sense of urgency, right? Like we played two good games Friday, Saturday. That just didn't happen, right? And then Sunday and Monday we struggle, and today we play a good game, you know, and we get a chance tomorrow to win the series. You talk about the development I mean, this, you know, the dive and then, uh, you know, strikes out twice and then responds. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to make a baseball play, yeah. right? Uh You know, just trying to try to get that ball, and it is what it is, right? I'd rather have that than, you know, lack of effort. And then the strikeouts, he put a good at-bat in the second one. He fouled off some pitches, and then, you know, in that at-bat, he got a pitch up in his own and put a good swing and then stayed on another pitch and got the RBI. So he's in a great place, you know, and he's going to strike out. He's going to make mistakes. But overall, his game has been a plus everywhere, running the bases, hitting the baseball, and playing good defense. What does it mean to see him just respond? It's great. I mean, just for everything that he has to talk about, right? He's been very open about it, and uh, you care about him, you know, not only on the field but off the field. Uh, This kid, you know, he went to Puerto Rico in the middle of the pandemic just to keep working on his craft, you know, and uh, we were able to connect, and uh, I'm, I'm very proud of him, very proud. It was good early on kind of like ran out of gas in that in that inning uh, fastball down to uh, to Oscar and we tried to make the play and they scored two and then I want to say it was a fastball ride the homer but uh gave us enough you know uh, 5 and a third four runs when, when we're swinging the bat well that's good enough for us
0: Can I say what if he's going to start now.
1: I mean, I, right now we we don't have the rotation for Anaheim, so yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. See where we at, what we're gonna do, and we'll make the you know we'll we'll see what we, what we do.
2: So very interesting last two answers there for Alex Cora. You heard him first touch on the offense and the way that they were able to perform tonight, and he mentioned their their ability to get some lift on the ball, and that was key as they hit three home runs tonight. It was great to see the offense rebound. They, they've been good. Not good. They've been great for the most part this year. They just scuffled over the last couple of games, but again, they end up scoring nine runs. They beat the Seattle Mariners 9-4 to four and improved to 23-20 and 20 on the season. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox review. I will touch on what Alex Cora said there about Nick Pavetta a little bit further on in the program, uh, but there's a lot to get to tonight, and let's stick with the offense. Let's actually go to the phones right now. Chris, he was at the game today. He wants to chat about the offense. Chris, what's going on?
0: Yeah, hi. Thank you. I just wanted to say it was great to see the offense getting going so early. Turner and Cassis were certainly due, and then later with Durant And I just, I still don't think the offense gets enough credit. And I just want to say, I think my cousin Ben Nelson deserves uh, an apology for High and Bloom for being such a hater. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks.
2: I like the shout-out to the cousin there. I appreciate the call there, Chris. No, the offense has been driving this team. I mean, I think it's the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why they have been over five hundred. They did enter today third in Major League Baseball and OPS. They were fourth in runs, only behind Tampa Bay, Texas, and the Dodgers. Third in hits, first in doubles, even top ten in home runs. So, by and large, the offense has been the driving force for the Red Sox this season. I think you can also say the bullpen, as well at, at times this year more times than not uh, they've had a little bit of a scuffling stretch before tonight but good job by Ryan Sheriff Justin Garza and Josh Minkowski to combine for three and two-thirds shutout innings uh, to help secure the win but no the offense really came alive tonight and it's been great to see Tristan Casas especially he ends up only going one for three but he walked he hit a bombed a right in the first inning. He's been swinging a pretty good bat. He's 11 for 33 now over his last 11 games. And I saw this stat a little bit earlier today. I was on Fangrass. I was trying to check back to see uh, how far uh, his stretch of walks has really run and what he's done. So since April 13th, he actually came into tonight with the highest walk rate In Major League Baseball. So he's seeing the ball really well. I think there are times he can be a little bit more aggressive uh, still in in hitters counts or even in 3-2 counts. Uh, Will Fleming mentioned some crazy stat about Tristan Costas in 3-2 counts this year and the fact that more times than not he's either struck out or walked. There just isn't a lot of uh, differentiating between those two outcomes and and then actually putting the ball in place more times, many more times than not. It's a strikeout or a walk. But the offense does come alive today. Alex Verdugo pitches in two hits. He's been consistent all year long. Yoshida, he was three for 19 after that long hitting streak. And he goes two for five today uh, with three RBIs. He ups the average to 301. Let's get you a quick recap of tonight's game. And again, I want to get into Nick Pavetta's outing and just the outlook of the rotation moving forward. But the Red Sox offense, it got going uh, pretty early in this game. And it was after Nick Pavetta struck out two in a 1-2-3 first inning. Now the Red Sox were helped out. Alex Verdugo reaches on an E4 uh, by Colton Wong. And then Masataka Yoshida, he rips a triple into the right center field gap. That makes it a one nothing. I'm sorry, it was the, the center field he hit the, the triple. His first major league triple and uh, that made it a 1-0 lead as it brought in Verdugo. Then Justin Turner launched one uh, over the monster and left. a uh, 389-foot blast. A two-run shot, his fourth home run of the season. That makes it a 3 nothing Red Sox lead. And then Tristan Casas, as I mentioned before, he had a home run, 373 feet that just cleared the wall in a right. It was 110.7 miles per hour off the bat. And the Red Sox at that point had a 4 nothing advantage. Nick Pavetta ended up working out of some trouble in this second inning. Uh, it, it got a little dicey for him. It was first and second one out, and then he's able to get two outs after that to get out of the inning. So the Red Sox had a 4 nothing lead going into the top of the fourth inning, but that's when things started to unravel uh, for Nick Pavetta. So he starts out the inning with two straight outs. He gets Julio Rodriguez in a flyout, and then Jared Kelnick strikes out swinging. But then a single, a walk, and then uh, a two-run triple by Teoscar Hernandez that Jaron Duran, if he had it back, he he would have tried to play that ball in front of him, but he went full extension to try to get the final out. Instead, it rolls behind him toward that triangle out there in right center, and that brings in two runs. So it's a two-run triple. triple. And then Taylor Trammell, a guy that came into the day uh, three for 23 on the season, he hits a two-run home run to right to tie up the game at four, and what was frustrating to watch in that inning for Nick Pavetta was that over the first three innings, he had six batted balls. None of them were hard hit, and then in that frame, uh, there were six batted balls, five of which hard hit, so it it got back to what he uh, has been doing this year. He came into today uh, among uh, a hard hit rate of 52.4%, which is 147th out of 148 qualifiers coming into the night. So that's been one of the big issues for Nick Pavetta this season. So that made it a 4-4 game. But then the Red Sox, that offense, came alive in the bottom of the the fifth inning. Alex Verdugo started it off with a wall ball double off the monster. And then Masataka Yoshida stepped to the plate and gave the Red Sox the lead.
0: There's a drive hammer to right field, deep down the line toward the corner, and this ball hits on the track, hops into the stands Ooh. for a book rule double, and the Red Sox lead 5-4 to
2: four as Verdugo trots home. And that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience a thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com. So that RBI double there. That RBI ground rule double from Masataki Yoshida made it a 5-4 game. He'd come around to score on a wild pitch from Luis Castillo, who, you know, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, stuff-wise. He came in with an ERA of 2.70, and you really have to credit the Red Sox offense for what they did against this top-flight starter, getting back to what they did when they were playing some really stellar baseball during that eight-game winning streak, and then, you know, doing it again tonight. Castillo's final line, five innings pitch, six hits, seven runs, five of which earned. He walked two and struck out six. The Red Sox then added on a final run in that frame. Jaron Duran hit a home run to right center, 417. 17 uh 417 feet off the bat, 109.2 miles per hour. So he continues to perform in this great 2023 season. He's had two for four, average up to 351, slugging at 585. So that made it a 7-4 game. The Red Sox would add on one in the seventh. They get one in the eighth and they end up winning this one 9-4 to over the Seattle Mariners. The number to call in here for Red Sox review, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. As the Red Sox win this one 9-4 over the Seattle Mariners, we're taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. here. And and I, I think we need to get into a rotation discussion after what we saw from Nick Pavetta tonight because in my mind – the, the two big storylines of this game was the Red Sox offense coming alive again, and they certainly did. 11 hits and 9 runs, 3 home runs overall for this team. But I think the the underlying subtext to this game was Nick Pavetta's outing because there was a, a lot of eyes on what he'd do tonight. And the reason for that is because Alex Cora you know, mentioned after his last outing that, that really no job is safe here. You know, you have to continue to keep performing. And he against the Atlanta Braves last time he pitched on May 9th, seven earned runs in four innings of work, and he came into the, uh, the game with an ERA north of six. He's been hit hard pretty much this entire season. Coming into this start, his last five starts he had allowed 23 earned runs in 24 and two thirds innings. So he he hadn't been effective. He he was giving the Red Sox length just in terms of at least getting them five innings. And now he's tossed five or more innings in six of his eight starts this year tonight. He goes five and a third and allows six hits and four runs, but there were 15 batted balls against him. Seven of which hard hit. And I, I think he did enough to win and, Alex Cora did say this in his post-game press conference that you just heard. You know, he said he was good early on, and I think that's true, because over the first three innings he faces two more than the minimum. Yeah, he got into a little bit of trouble in that second inning, but he gets out of it, and... You know, you thought at that point with the energy that he was expressing on the mound, you know, he was getting fired up after the first, second, and third inning. You could see it every time he came off, and we like that Nick Pavetta because when I think of that Nick Pavetta, I think of the guy in game three of the ALDS against the Rays, you know, pitching out of the bullpen and dominating and ultimately getting the win in that game, uh, which, of course, a walk-off home run there for Christian Vasquez in game three. I mean, I think of that guy, the fired-up Nick Pavetta, and when he's pissed off – Sometimes it's great. You know, sometimes he he gives his best stuff. We've seen that from him before. So I was hoping after those first three innings, when he's expressive and going, you know, that that would ultimately translate into a quality start at the very least. And, of course, the bare minimum for a quality start, six innings, three runs. But it kind of gets away from him after that. Uh, He he walked Cal Raleigh after a two-out single that – then put two on with two out and then Teoscar Hernandez hits a two run triple to make it a four two game and then the home run follows that and then you know you just kind of say it's a little bit of a you know a frustrating sigh I think if you're a fan because you want this guy to succeed because the very least that he can provide is length out of a start. He gives you five innings. And that's what you like about Nick Pavetta. You also like the fire. But it's it becomes harder and harder to justify you know, rolling him out on a consistent basis if he's not giving you quality outings. And I think this one is, you know, it's so-so it's, it's one, right? I, I think when you look at the final line of four and runs and five and a third innings, and you give up six hits and you walk four, that's not necessarily selling your manager on staying in the rotation moving forward. And this is a, a, a key thing to, to think about moving forward with Garrett Whitlock, you know, expected to come back pretty soon. Uh, he, he's... Slated or at least it's the thought is he'll get one more start. He pitched in Worcester today. He was actually pretty good. One earned run in four innings of work through 49 pitches and then uh, tossed 35 strikes And what was a win for the Woo Sox, 9-4 over Lehigh Valley. Cutter Crawford also pitched in that game. You know, he's, he's on the I.L. He's working his way back. Uh, so one earned run for him in three innings, 26 strikes, 41 pitches. He actually earned the victory in that contest. Cutter Crawford, at this point, we believe is going to the bullpen. I think that's you know pretty set in stone with how much Alex Cora has raved about what he and Josh Winkowski can give the Red Sox out of the bullpen at the same time it, it, figuring out who else is is going to be in this rotation moving forward is going to be interesting. I mean, I think we know some of the guys that are they're dead set in there. Brian Bayo, in my opinion, is a dead set guy, of course, he's the guy with a massive amount of upside. You know Chris Sale again. He, we we know the the dollar amount tied to him. He's pitched really well over his last three starts. Twenty and a third innings pitched, two point two one ERA, two and zero record, twenty four strikeouts. He should have earned another win, but uh, we know what happened in that weekend series uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals. And then James Paxton looked pretty good in his first outing. I mean, and the Red Sox have money t- uh, tied to him with what they've already spent. You know, the ten million dollars last year. He doesn't even pitch, and then. You know he ends up, uh, you know, picking up his player option for four million. So he's with the Red Sox, and I and I don't suspect that he would be a guy you'd want to put in the bullpen, especially with how he looked, you know, on his first start back. I, it was pretty impressive—nine strikeouts in five innings. He gives up just two runs with the the amount of layoff he has. So to me, he's a deadlock guy, and I think Garrett Whitlock too. At this point, the Red Sox want to see what they have in him as a starter. You know, the, the starting. ERA is much higher than the reliever ERA. In fact, it's two times higher. But I don't know if the sample size is enough for a guy that, that in 2022 they signed to a four-year extension for a very reasonable price. They want to see what they have as, as, as a starter in this guy. And then Corey Kluber, you sign him to the contract that you did, $10 million in the option for next year, the club option. As much as fans may want to think that this guy is the one you want to bump back to the bullpen – do you really think at this stage in his career he'd be that guy? I mean, the reason you sign him is that he's an innings eater, which he has been when he's been healthy in his major league career. So to me, if Alex Cora wants to stick to a five-man rotation, because right now it's been a six-man rotation, as we've seen with the addition of Paxton, it'll be very interesting to see who gets the bump back. And I and I think there were some comments from Alex Cora that I want to get to in our final segment that may have foreshadowed that Pavetta is a guy that's going to get bumped into the bullpen. And again, tonight he gets the win, five and a third innings pitch, six hits, four runs. He walks forward, strikes out six. But if you wanted a statement outing out of him, I don't know if he gave you that. Justin Turner gave him credit in the post-game interview with Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione about, you know, he, he did enough to help us win, and, and he, he he battled. And I think that's fair. He did battle. But it's not sustainable to to ask from a starter what, He's given the Red Sox and expect winning performances as a team. The offense picked him up today, and the offense was great. 11 hits, 9 runs, and I think if you're a Red Sox fan, you take a sigh of relief uh, because, you know what, the four-game losing streak's over. You had lost six out of seven coming into tonight. You're back in the win column. You have a chance to win the series tomorrow against the Seattle Mariners. Again, that'll be a 7-10 first pitch against Seattle in that contest. The number to call in here for Red Sox Review, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here. We'll pause for a short break. We'll wrap up Red Sox Review and get you more rotation talk right after this on WEI.
3: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: It'll be a 2-2, and it swung on it high to center field. Duran going back, still going back. Turns, he has it lined up. Makes the catch on the warning track by the triangle. Ball game over. The Red Sox end the losing streak. They beat the Seattle Mariners 9-4. Red Sox now 23-20 as they even the series at one win a
2: Joe Castiglione with the final call of a Red Sox 9-4 victory over the Seattle Mariners. The offense comes alive as the Sox snap a four-game slide. They improved to 23-20 and 20 overall in the season. Joe Weil with you here. Joe Braverman back at the WEI studios here at Fenway Park right now as we wrap up Red Sox review. We're taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. want to get into more Nick Pavetta discussion here as we reach the finale of the program. Let's go back to the phones, though. David in Florida, he wants to ch- uh, talk about Nick Pavetta. David, what's going on?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, granted, it worked out what they won tonight. But I would have yanked Cavetta earlier in the after after Duran had that miscue, and again Duran should have just should have played that more conservatively and let it bounce in front of him I and mean, would have held him to a single. But nonetheless, uh, I mean, I I mean this was despite what Corus said in the post game, this was a very important and a very pivotal game, and they they, they I mean certainly I mean they 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 needed to win this game. And the 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 sense of urgency should have been much more <laughs> prevalent in uh in Cora's mind and they should've yanked him uh, immediately after he gave up that hit that to, took Durant to singles that triple to uh with a chaos score. And I just don't like I mean Cora is just too much He's too he's too much of a player's manager. And when was the last time you saw him discipline somebody? I mean, they got uh Bench someone for for not hustling or or the carelessness that Verdugo, Verdugo demonstrates on the on the throws that he talks about, that I talked about the other night. I mean, Cora is just he's just too easy on the players, and he has to send a message. And this would have been the perfect time to do so because DeVito knows that his spot in the lineup is in jeopardy, and if he wanted to, to demonstrate that he should be in the Starting lineup, he would have come out and he would have given a better performance.
2: Yeah, David, yeah. I and I, I appreciate the call and and you, and you 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 just touched on a lot that I kind of want to hit on a couple of those things. Uh, and we do appreciate you chiming in here on Red Sox review. So it was an important game. I, I agreed with that point. The Red Sox needed to snap this slide, and now they have a chance to win this series tomorrow. And I think more importantly, the offense got back on track because they've been the driving force to get this team above 500. I, I do disagree on, on two separate points there that David had. You know, one of which was the, the idea of uh Alex Cora not disciplining players. I do think he's a players manager, but what I appreciate about him is that he's very honest with his players, you know, and and I and the, the honesty, I I do want to hit on, you know, what he said here in his post-game remarks about Nick Bavetta. I do just one more point on just touching on what what David said there. The reason you don't take out Nick Pavetta in the fourth inning after the triple by Teoscar Hernandez. That was misplayed by Jaron Durant, although I do, again, understand why he went for the full extension to try to get out of the inning. You don't pull him in that spot because this starting rotation just hasn't given enough innings uh, this entire season. So the bullpen's been pretty taxed. I mean, they have six starters right now that they're – you know, going through in the rotation, so that the, the bullpen's been absolutely taxed. So I understand wanting to see Nick Pavetta really go through uh, that part of the game, try to try to get through it, grit your way through it, and in the end, he did. He gave, he gave the Red Sox. Uh, enough to help them win this game nine to four, I do want to go back to what Alex Koras said at the end of his post game press conference today because I do think it shed a lot of light as to where you know he is with Nick Pavetta in his performances in the starting rotation and where it might be going let 's take a listen back Who's that he 's going to start? Now, huh?
1: Can I say what? If he's going to start in Anaheim next I week, I mean, I, right now we we don't have the rotation for Anaheim, so yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. See where we at. What we are going to do? And we'll make the you know we'll we'll see what we, what we do.
2: So I thought that was interesting that he, he wasn't committal to that series at Anaheim, which would be the next time Nick Bavetta would start because they're playing a series finale against Seattle tomorrow, and then they have an off day, and then they have three games at San Diego. Get ready for the Xander Bogarts reunion there. But then after that they play at uh, Los Angeles, they play against the Angels, and that would be Nick Pavetta's next turn in the rotation. So I find it very interesting that he wasn't committing there. And we we got a little preview of that in some pregame comments. Jen McCaffrey does a great job for The Athletic covering the Red Sox. She tweeted this out uh, about Alex Cora saying this about rotation change changes coming. She's, uh, she quoted it as, uh, Alex Corr saying this, and, and the, it was, I mean, I, I didn't actually like my utility role, to be honest with you, but I had to buy into it. You know, referring to his own playing career, and then he says this. This is what you get. Obviously, it's a tough conversation. Certain guys that tell you about Garrett Whitlock and Martin Perez in 2021, and they did a good job. They understood it. They didn't like it, but it's still the big leagues. You're a part of the team. At the end, you have to accept it and go out there and do your job because if you don't do your job, you're not helping your cause in the future. And I, and I, I thought when I read those comments – That was a message to Nick Pavetta because we know the reaction Nick Pavetta had to being asked that question after the tough start at Atlanta. He said, I don't really understand what you're saying when he was asked the question, but I'm just going to continue to go out and do my job. I've started for this this team my whole entire career. I'm going to continue to do that. By the end of the year, I'm going to continue to do that then next year and the year on out. So he was pretty defensive in those comments. I I don't really understand
1: what you're saying, but I'm just going to continue to go out and do my job. Um, I've started for this team for my whole entire career. I'm going to continue to do that, and by the end of the year, I'm going to
2: continue to do that, and my next year and the year on that. Joe Braverman, producer extraordinaire back at the WEI studios, Bringing that one up, so there you go. So he was really defensive in those comments, and, and I, in Alex Cora, you know, he said, you know, no job is safe because you have to continue to perform. I'm paraphrasing there, but that is essentially the message that he had. And so I think to follow it up with comments, that I just rattled off that Jen McCaffrey ended up tweeting out, you know, it, it was going this way, and I, I think what we needed to see out of Nick Pavetta tonight was an A plus start, or at least an A start. And this was in the C to C minus range, right? Five and a third inning, six hits, four runs. The lucky part is he got the win because the offense came alive. But in terms of securing a starting spot with seven guys in play, I mean, when when Garrett Whitlock comes back, I mentioned it before, he had the, the rehab start today in Worcester. But there are seven guys really competing for five spots, and Alex Cora doesn't want to continue to do this the way he has. But again, Brian Bayo Chris Sale, James Paxton, and then, of course, Nick Pavetta, Garrett Whitlock, Corey Kluber, Tanner Houck. We'll see how it all shakes out. But regardless, the Red Sox win today by a score of 9-4 to against the Seattle Mariners. They go for the series victory tomorrow, a 7-10 p.m., first pitch in that one, and the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show will start at 6.10 p.m. along the Shaw's and Star Market, W.E.I. Red Sox Network. So the Sox snap a four-game slide. They go for the series victory tomorrow, and this will do it for Red Sox Review. I want to thank Doug Lane who's been sticking with me at Fenway Park this entire night, and Joe Braverman back at the W.E.I. Studios. This has been Red Sox Review on WEEI.